The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Cab, number 62, for July 26, 2006. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Cab. I'm Dave Hamilton. I'm here with John Braun. Hi, John. I'm on, a, I'm on vacation. Oh, you and your vacations. I tell you <laughs> what, man. <laughs> so I just flew back from uh, from Chicago today, which is the reason the show is uh, not on Monday this week. <clears throat> Were you Frank- on vacation? No, I wasn't. I was working. <sighs> I was at Ad Tech this week with uh, with Greg from, from Backbeat Media, and we were schmoozing and learning and all of that Where good stuff that you do in Chicago. Oh, Antic Chicago. I like I like Chicago. It's a cool city. It's a, a it's actually a very cool city. Yeah, yeah. It, we uh, it had good food. We didn't really get much outside of the what I'll call the downtown area. I may be entirely wrong about that description, but uh, we, we were right right near where the the Navy Pier is, I guess, and sort of just in and around that area, Grand Street and that sort of thing. But uh, had some good food and met a lot of good people and had some uh, and we had some fun. So. Uh, and learn stuff too while we were at it. So it was worth the you know several thousand dollars or whatever it was to get in and in and out of there. <clears throat> However, so we almost weren't going to do a show tonight. Uh, we're almost going to let it go till next week. But there was one thing in particular that I'm so excited about. It's the reason we're doing the show. And then we've got some other thing. Yeah, it's that really? exciting. It's that exciting. Do I know about this? You do. Yeah, because we, t- we talked about it a little bit last week, and, uh, <laughs> and I had the opportunity to test it on the airplane. And, of course, this is uh, right the, uh, the, the power adapter that Mike Giver uh, created, and that's MikeGiver.com. Sounds like MuGiver. Well, and he should. He, he has every right to apply that distinction to himself. This man is a genius. And that's not to say that this is a difficult thing to do, but to actually have conceived it this way genius and uh, so what this is he sent me this power adapter for a macbook pro now as you may or may not know the macbook pro draws 85 watts of power at least that's what its power supply requires mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily use all of that all the time but that's what the power supply requires also because of the magnetic uh you know detachable connector there are no third parties that have yet created an airline adapter for it so enterprising folks initially figured well okay I can just get, you know, uh, something that I can plug in to the uh, to the cigarette lighter adapter on the airplane, turn that, you know, invert the power to AC, plug in my my power brick from the power, you know, from the MacBook Pro that ships it back to DC to the MacBook Pro and everybody's happy. Well, that's great, except that the airlines don't provide enough power to make it through the inversion process and and reversion. What, What would that process be called, John? I think it cancels each other out. So yeah, it pretty much cancels each other out, and it doesn't work. No, it, it, it's that there's not enough juice to, to kind of get over the the inefficiencies in in that whole that whole chain there because the airlines provide approximately 75 watts of power. So what Mike Giver came up with is he figured, okay, well, why are we going from DC to AC to AC to DC? That th- there's th- therein is the problem. What if we just go DC straight in? So. And I, I have no idea what, you know, what other people think of this thing, but I'll tell you what I think of it. Well, he took a, a standard MacBook Pro power adapter, because that's the only thing that you can connect to a MacBook Pro or a MacBook adapter, but he did the MacBook Pro, and he sliced the cord in half. 
and he he put little connectors like um like those little round power connectors like you find on the back of every little piece of electronics right so he he got some you know off the shelf power connectors and and uh and soldered them in in line so that you you could then connect the cord back together and use it as a normal power adapter what he also mm. did was took a uh and I believe it's a radio shack no maybe it's not radio shack but it's effectively a radio shack dc power converter um and he connected he put the same sort of connector on that so what you can do is you can unplug the brick from the cord that goes into your macbook pro and plug in this cigarette lighter thing into that same cord now you need to be very careful and he was he he figured out you know exactly which power uh, power adapter to use and what setting to put it on and actually put a bunch of tape over it so that you couldn't accidentally slide this little slider that goes from 15 to 24 volts. I believe he has it set on 16 volts and the tape sort of kind of keeps it in place. Not the not an entirely elegant design, of course, but it works. He had never been able to test it on an airplane before. I got it on the plane. You know, We got up to, to altitude. They said, yeah, you can take out your laptop. I had this killer Mahavishnu Orchestra concert from 1972. And no, you can't have a copy uh, it, because I've been sworn to, to not uh, distribute it. But I had this killer Mahavishnu Orchestra concert on DVD from 1972 and, uh, and wanted to watch it on the plane. Now, of course, the flight to Chicago is only uh, maybe two and a half hours. The PowerBook certainly or the MacBook Pro rather certainly would have lasted through the flight. But I plugged this thing in. And the light lit up on the thing. I thought, okay, good. I plugged it into the MacBook Pro. Now, the MacBook Pro was maybe at 80% battery life. So we were going to do double duty. It was going to, you know, it had the opportunity to do double duty, to charge the battery and run the MacBook Pro at the same time. And I plugged it in, and first the light turned green, and the MacBook Pro recognized it. And then the light turned orange, and it was charging it and running it and doing everything. And the plane didn't go, you know, crashing in flames. It didn't do anything, you know, didn't suck more power than the plane wanted. I ran it that way for over an hour. It worked just great. So, uh, again, I'm not sure how many of these Mike Giver is making or selling, but it, if you want one, the one I have works. It, it is most certainly a screw it up and your warranty is void and, you know, caveat emptor, right? Let the buyer beware. But it, it for me... It worked great, and I will use it again. In fact, Mike, uh, he, he doesn't keep any stock of these, so when I asked him to send it to me, he said, look, man, you know, I, I can't send it to you without having you pay me for it because i got to go buy another adapter and all this stuff. That's fine. He says, but when you're done with it, send it back, and I'll give you all your money back. I said, that's okay. Uh, he's not going to have an opportunity to give me my money back unless he actually needs some of this stuff back because uh, I, I would love to keep this. So there you go. Mike Giver, MacBook Pro, airline power adapter. Then that certainly falls into the cool stuff we've found or cool stuff you found category and uh, wanted to. I couldn't, I could just couldn't help but share. So hence the well, reason. I like, here's what I like to try to do, but it doesn't always work, is you find the fuse box on the plane and you just put in bigger fuses. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah. No, of course that won't work. No, that wouldn't work. And, and, not only would it not work, you would never have the opportunity to find out whether what you've done worked or not. Because if there wasn't someone in an official capacity on the plane that would stop you, all the other passengers would probably kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. pound you. They would pound you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, I wonder why they limited to 74. Well, I guess when, when they built the, you know, that's all the... The components, I, I mean, I suppose they could just upgrade all of the electrical components in the planes to handle more power. Yeah, 
Yeah, but then that costs money, and we know that airlines aren't. They're living hand to mouth. rolling in dough. Well, so. they are rolling in dough, but the problem is it's rolling out almost yeah, as fast rough. as it's rolling in. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the problem. Heaven forbid oh, they stop did, for a day if they're out, right? Yeah. Bankruptcy. Did you hear today? It, it was so funny. I think it was GM today. Just a yeah, a little tangent. But I think they now the, their results were recently announced, and I think they had a was it three billion dollar loss. And everybody was like, you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot wow. of money to that's a lot of money to lose track of. That's a yeah, lot of but money. they're doing like a buyout. And, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. Actually, some of their fundamentals uh, did look pretty good. But it's like, wow, you know, I could lose if I could. I'd love to lose three billion dollars. I'm told, nice job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So All right. We'll so. keep this. We'll keep this show relatively short because I, uh, frankly, because I a we're doing another show on Monday and b. I didn't have time to, to really prep uh, a, a full show. We have some other things that fall into the cool stuff we and you found category. And uh, and, and maybe a, a, an interesting question that uh, well, we, may, we may get to. Um, and you know, if you find something you like, I think you could call us. You, you can call us. At, what's the number, John? I always 206, forget. 206-666-GEEK. GEEK. That's right. All right, so before we get into the other uh, the other cool stuff we found, there there were a couple of things that I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about. The first thing that was very exciting for me, uh, and this is just a very personal thing, is I am no longer on the no fly list. Um, and it's not that I was actually on the no fly list. But, really? Uh, yeah, but somebody with my name was. How'd you get off? I have no idea. I, I <laughs> it, it, what would happen is you know when you can go online and print your boarding passes before you get on the plane. I couldn't do that. Uh, you know how you could go online, like go to the airport and check in at the curbside? Yeah, I couldn't do that. You know those nice yeah. little self-service or, kiosks? Yeah, you put in your credit card, you get your tickets. Yeah, and I couldn't do that. I had they would all to, say, see, see yeah, uh, see, agent. And I always had to go to the first class line. So even if I wasn't traveling first class, I just would always get in the first class line. And they, at first they'd yell at me. If, they, if I happened to have a coach ticket, they'd say, well, you're not supposed to be here. And I'd explain yeah, what was yeah, going yeah. on. And then they'd say, oh, oh, you're supposed to be here. And I asked this one woman one time, I said, what can I do to get off this stupid list? Because what they do is if you're on the no fly list, it just means that someone with the same first and last name as you is also on the list, or if, if you get that screening. And the next thing they do is compare birth dates. And so they ask you for your ID at the gate, and they look at your license and compare the birth date, and they used to get on the phone, now they can do it over the computer, and they realize, nope, okay, it's, you know, the birth date's the wrong match. I'm assuming if the birth dates were a match, then there would be yet another level of screening and, until they either decided yes or no. Um, but... I asked this woman, I said, you know, what can I do to avoid this? I said, can I sign up for that thing that the TSA has? And she said, well, you can sign up for it, but you oh, still have accelerated. You, um... Well, not the Excel. Yeah, it was it, it was the first incarnation of the accelerated thing. I mean, they're in Orlando. They're actually doing a new accelerated thing where you get different lines and all that. But uh, she said her husband was on it and and it was the same. Pro- you know, he was having the same problem as I was. He got on the thing. And it didn't matter. He still couldn't do any of the automated stuff. He still had to go up to the gate. It, it, she said it won't make any difference. I said, okay. So, uh, you know, uh, Actually, I found yeah. that having your boarding pass with the, the four S's on it highlighted. Mm. Actually, last time that happened to me because it, I was flying into one airport and flying out of another yeah. in the L.A. area. And, and that apparently automatically flags you as That'll a bad trigger person. It. Yep. And and I was actually listening that day to a 2600 podcast where they were talking about this. <laughs> and so when I got it, I knew exactly what it was. And it's like, duh, how obvious can you be? Yeah. You're right. putting this on my boarding pass. If I was someone with ill intent, I'd probably leave. Yeah. 
But yeah. what was cool is that I got to a certain point where one of the, the goons looked at it and said, oh, go in that line, which was the, the, the you know, enhanced yeah. scan line. And I'm like, well, you know, i got to catch my foot. I got through faster. Oh, is that right? It was right? like the express lane. <laughs> I went through. I had, you know, not a lot of stuff. You know, he scanned my arms, my legs, looked through my bag, poked around. And he's like, okay, off, off you go. Oh, that's like, great. Cool. That's great. So I'd like to actually get flagged every time. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, right. so yeah, no, uh, so whatever happened, either the guy is the, 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 uh, the nefarious Dave Hamilton is either, uh, incarcerated or, or dead, I guess. Um, so it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like it was a good thing that happened to this guy. Or they cleaned up the database. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. How that, do you get off that? Can you write somebody saying? Nope. No, I looked into it. Any, everything I heard, they said no. So anyway, that was, uh. That was that. And then I get up to the security. We'll just, you know, ramble on a little bit here. I get up to the, you know, the security line and I put my laptop and I was wearing a sport jacket and I put all that on and I had my carry on and, you know, put all that on the thing. And the guy on the other end looks at me and says, oh, you're going to want to take your shoes off. I said, oh, actually, I haven't had a problem with these shoes before. I said, I've, I've, you know, walked through the metal detectors with them. And he says, well, you can do whatever you want, but if you walk through with those shoes, it will incur additional screening. <laughs> I said, oh, oh, no problem. So I took my shoes off and ran them through. And as I got to the other side, there were two of them standing there. And the, and the guy that I'd had my conversation with turned to the other guy and said, yeah, I can't do it to him. And and I kind of looked puzzled. And he looked at me. He says, well, I had decided to pull you in as, as for random screening. He said, but I, after that, he says, I couldn't possibly do that to you. And I said, well, I appreciate that. And we went on on our way. So, okay. Slight deviation, and then we'll get back on track. I had it was no, it was I think I forget the airport. Um, was it? It may have been L.A. or but so I was about to go through, and the person or no, it was when we went to the podcast expo. I think it was in Ontario. Okay. Um, but the, the lady there, the TSA lady, was like, "I suggest you take your shoes off." I'm right. Like, right. So does that mean I should take them off, sir? I strongly suggest. I'm yeah. like. Yeah, that's what she was you, telling you. <laughs> you know, well, to me, suggest means I can ignore what you're saying and not do it. Yes. Why don't you just say, just get it over with? You know, yeah. I, I don't know if it's... Yeah. Well, they so can't not tell you. Threat- no, they, they cannot tell you you have to take your shoes off. There, there's something about that. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but they can't huh. tell you you must take them off because that okay. makes some people uncomfortable. You know, I mean, there's there's yeah. there's health concerns, right? If you happen to step on a, a tack or whatever after they told you to take your shoes off, well, you know, um, right? I mean, there, there, huh. there, there could be – who knows, right? I, I'm just speculating. I don't know. If someone does, call us at 206-666-GEEK, just like Victor did. We'll tell him about what Victor found that was cool when he traveled. Hey, Dave, John, it's Victor from the Typical Mac User Podcast, and I wanted to put you guys in on a great experience I just had while on vacation using the Kyocera Verizon EVDO card. I was able to use that guy all throughout the country, even in rural states like North Dakota, with average download speeds of around 136, but I was getting as much as burst of 600 in major cities like Denver. So I'm in the car, so I don't have the model number of the Kyocera, but I'll send you guys that via email. Check it out. It's a great uh, card for a power book. I don't think they've made one yet for the MacBook Pros, for the new slot in those, right. but I believe those are coming. Highly recommend using EVDO. You can surf anywhere at fast speed. I love it. All right, guys. Love the show, especially 61. Very informative. Even the propane part. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> 
Excellent. That's uh, that's good to hear. I'm curious how that how that kind of worked elsewhere. I know big cities obviously have have all that high speed, you know, third and fourth generation cell phone coverage. But uh, that's uh, that's excellent to hear. If anyone else has any experience with that sort of thing, you know, the, the like we were talking about the satellite. What I really what would really be cool is if you had sat phone. Right, portable satellite uh, broadband. Right, wouldn't that be uh, that'd be the next step, wouldn't it? Now, does your um, you got the Trio Trio Seven Hundred, right? I, I have the Trio Six Fifty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I think the Seven Hundred. Suppose I was researching That's this right. a bit, and uh, That's right. some of the newer both cell phones and uh, Trios and all that support this EVDO, which yeah. seems to be yeah. a version of something called CDMA Two Thousand. I believe that's right. Yeah. Yes, I was doing a little research because I have an older, it's a Motorola V710 phone mm-hmm. with Verizon, which uses CDMA. And I have something that's not quite EVDO. It's like uh, version one. Right. Called 1X uh, or 1X RT. Because there's, yeah. there's this little icon on the phone that says 1X. And I'm like, well, 1X what? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and that's a um, kind of like EVDO, except not as Slower. fast. EVDO right. is generations uh you know uh, ahead but they're both you know relatively high speed yeah um and I, i've seen the cards though i think the problem right now is kind of like you know with the new express card you made uh, well i guess there are um there's starting to be some of those uh, yeah. the problem yeah because i'm finding things aren't coming out very quickly on express card just because yep. not a lot of people so a couple of you know i mean the newer macs of course and uh, a couple of pcs right are right. starting to get that so but, uh, that's important when you're on the road. Tom also sent in something cool that he found. You know, we were talking about getting iTunes libraries to sync among uh, all your local computers in the house. Uh-huh. And Tom found this thing from Martian.com called the Martian Slingshot for syncing. And I haven't had time. He sent it to me while I was away. I, I, I looked it all up, but obviously being away and just having arrived home, uh, you know, an hour or so ago, I uh, was unable to to test it. But. We'll test it between now and, and the next show or the show after and see see what it's all about. But but certainly from their claims on their website, it seems to do a lot of that and, and actually a lot more. So uh, that 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 may be the uh, that may be an answer here. If anybody if anybody has any uh, practical experience with it over a long period of time, please do. Please do call us at 206 666 geek geek and uh you know, we've had a couple of emails about this, so I'll address it. And the, the emails have been about the relative volume level of this podcast versus other podcasts that you're listening to, specifically when listening on an iPod. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what, uh, what can be done about it. This podcast, we, we usually normalize to, to, you know, a little above zero dB, maybe, uh, it just to to get it hot enough so that it it's loud enough but actually a lot of the comments i've heard from you folks are that it's not loud enough now what we also do is run it into itunes because we have to add the the picture and everything and when itunes pulls it in it actually pulls it down quite a few decibels so uh it may be that you're not turning on sound check on your ipod and if you're hearing you know varying uh, significant variations in volume level from one podcast to the next Try going into your iPod settings and turning on sound check. That that may be the answer there. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. Uh, Looking at that now. Yeah, it, but if you are having that problem and you do have sound check on, let us know and also give us an example. You obviously don't need to send our podcast back to us, um, but you, though you can. Uh, but but give us examples of a couple of podcasts. You know, this one's uh, louder. This one's 
too soft. This one's right in the middle. Uh, you know, not our shows, but but you know, compare them to a specific episode that we've done, and then you know what other what other shows. I realize that we're we're not the only ones that are being affected by this. Uh, from all the emails that I've gotten, it's you know everything is sort of all over the map. But I think the iPod sound check will deal with it because I cer- I certainly don't have this problem yeah. in listening. But uh, yeah, and I don't want to scream at our listeners all the t- all the time. All the time, one hundred percent of the time. That's right. Some, when we rant, sometimes. When we, well, when we rant, it should be uh, energetic, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to tell them, John? Or are we uh, are, are we allowed to uh, to move out? Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I think we wrapped up the whole uh, high speed uh, phone thing. I think that's uh... yeah. Yeah, I think we're good. Those are the cool things we found. Interesting area. And some travel tips uh, right along there for you. We told you it'd be short. We're doing one on, on Monday. And I think if John's going to be ready for it, we're going to do a show about Automator on Monday. And uh, and we may even have a special guest for uh, for that show to talk a little I'm bit on, about. I'm on vacation, man. Well, then that's a perfect <laughs> opportunity for you to learn Automator, isn't it? <laughs> uh, have you looked up the word vacation? Uh, yeah, I did actually. When I, when I was at the lake, I I understood the definition of vacation better than I have probably in the last seven years. So I was, I was very proud of myself, and as my uh, as my family was too. So sometimes you just got to turn off the world. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we're really looking forward to that Disney cruise uh, early this, or I guess it's late fall technically. Early December, we're going on a Disney cruise, and I. I I've been told that may, my cell phone may or may not work, and there may be a way of getting internet access on the ship. At this point, that's not going to happen. I'm just, it, I'm, I'm, I'm detaching from the grid. So, be ready. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little scared, but you know, it needs to happen. It's, it's good for the, good for the soul, and good for a little bit of sanity. So, uh, it's but, best but, to go cold turkey. Between now and then is the Portable Media Expo in September, and you should go to that. If uh, if you have any interest in podcasts, which chances are you do, Cashfly, of course, is the hosting provider from where you downloaded this, and we are proud members of the Backbeat Media Podcast Network. I think that's it. Uh, send your stuff in. Of course, you can send it into the phone number we've been talking about all show two zero six 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 Geek, or email to macgeekgab at macobserver dot com, or you can Skype it to macgeekgab, and we promise we'll check those between now and the next show. And I think that's it. Or you can send it telepathically, but that's still kind of iffy. Yeah, well, it gives me headaches is what it does. I'm not really into that. Here. We'll send a message right now. Yeah, that's right. I've got blisters on my brain from that. My brain hurts. <laughs>